Human Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how the Rule of the Galaxy podcast starts this evening. You welcome to the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. I should say, hey, Star Wars fans and hey, Rule of the Galaxy fans. Welcome to Chapter 243 of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. Alfie, real quick, the line you just hit us from, what is that from again? Anchorman. Anchorman. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, yeah, that's right, folks. You come to the Rule of the Galaxy, you get not only our typical Star Wars comments, but you get all kinds of media-related pop culture comments going on here. It is Joe with my usual cohorts, D-Doc and Alfie. We're going to see if Brent shows up, but Brent's being D-Doc today and running late. And I'm supposed to do trivia with him tomorrow night. And uh, if if he, he's going to be late for that as well. So that's just becoming a trend. For oh, wait. I see a guy shaking his head down low there. Hold on. <laughs> there he is. Better late than never, right? Dude, I've been sitting <laughs> at the computer for a good 15. <laughs> then I was trying because I listened to the podcast and I was quiet. So I was trying to adjust the mic to try to see if I could pull it up a little bit because... I mean, when you're using your computer and you normally use your phone. So come at me, bro. Don't at me, Brent. Don't at me. Okay. Well, we we actually discussed it. We actually discussed it, Brent. We said with you being a few minutes late, we were going to razz you just because we love you. That's all. So, Well, the worst part was is I was actually on time, but I no. thought my computer had a virus and I could not get it going. And the reason being is because I redid some stuff in my basement and I'm an idiot. And really, I, I just I started hitting breakers. And I think that messed with my computer because I did hit the breaker uh, that it was on. And yeah, I don't know if you're trying to hack me. Don't try to do it. No, that's listening nice. right now. Hey, um, so I'm just going to throw this out there, you guys, while Brent showing off his Star Wars Hi on Canon. Oh, we actually are live. Okay, I thought you yeah. were live. What, what planet is that supposed to be? It kind of looks like Celeste from the Battlefront game. So the intent is this is the nipple gun from Hawk. The Ion Cannon. Yeah. The nipple gun. I mean, thank you, family guy. But so the rest of the terrain, if I would turn around and show you the terrain setup, is look all at that. Hoth based inspired. I don't have a snow mat, but it's for somebody, and hopefully they have a snowy. If you are not joining us on YouTube, 
And for those of you who listen to us on the podcast, which we do, thank you very much. You, we've got a good constant amount of listeners. We appreciate you. But the YouTube, you get a little bit more. You get to see the depth of Brent's Star Wars Legion game and everything else, uh, which is always fun to bring to the table. So, um, hey, guys, real quick, before we start into Chapter 243 of Rule of the Galaxy, I look, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here. I've been really working my tail off. And, and, you know, we've got Joe's top 10 movies, top 10 Jedi, top 10 Sith, top 10 overall characters, Joe's top 10 droids, top 10 bounty hunters, um, Marvel comics, Marvel characters, canon books, Legends books, all on YouTube. So those of you watching us on YouTube, you can go watch all those fun little snippets. They're like five minutes or less um, with, with us talking with me, telling my top 10 list. And, uh, hey. Speaking of people joining us, Dr. Squatch, always great to have you. Oh, Jack Harvey. Jack, so glad to hear from you as well, Jack. I uh, I know my my daughter was at doing some work for you today at, at your new crib. So glad you could join us and uh, hope to see you very soon. Um, but uh, thanks, thanks for both of you guys. But if anybody wants to check out the plethora of things we now have on YouTube, go check those out. I have a feeling that Alfie, D-Doc, and Brent will be joining this work that I've been doing and bringing some videos to the table uh, so I can edit those and put those together for us and have those on our YouTube channel. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great little project. I'm really excited. And, we, you know, not only do we have other good things going on with the podcast, which we'll talk about in a minute, but YouTube's been really going well. So thanks, guys, and look forward to hearing yours and putting that together. But I'll, you know what? I'm going to start and go around the table because I'm seeing Brent tomorrow. I saw Alfie tonight. D-Doc, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, you might you might notice a different background for me tonight because I do not have the Darth Maul there, and I have that Disney mm. The castle's Disney done. Castle. The castle is done. 31 inches tall, man. I spent a lot of late nights building that freaking thing. I mean, you can see the size of it. It Holy fit perfectly God. in there. Um, I don't know, though, because I just love this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like it was very difficult to get that castle into there. And it turned into me installing new outlets and putting a new shelf in and putting on Star Wars Episode One while I was doing it. And by the time they were fighting Darth Maul, I was like, uh, what time is it right now? <laughs> but yeah, the castle's in. I got to find a new place for the Maul picture because I feel like that was kind of like my signature background for this podcast. But I feel like my greatest Lego accomplishment I've ever built needs to be in the middle of the shelf. So it's there. I love it. I say keep it rocking. We'll find another place for Darth Maul. Maybe Maul can fit over by the Star Destroyer in the corner there. Seems like there's a good little area with some blank behind it. I know. So. Maybe maybe I just might have to lose the Death Star walls and start adding some more shelves. No, I'm not going to do that. No. Come on. That's part of the fun is constantly changing it. I still haven't done my room. I added I more want. shelves over here. That's what I was doing to, to make room for the Disney castle. So now all those Legos are over there. There's the drum set. There's the drum set. Is that okay? That's Rex. It looked like it was a shore trooper, and I didn't think there was a shore trooper mask. That's Rex, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I told my wife, I was like, I need more shelves. Like, I need to figure something out down there. And she's like, maybe it's time to slow down a little bit with the Legos. <laughs> you know, like, D Doc, you mentioned it. Like, I don't is, know. 
Isn't some of the best times like when everybody goes to sleep and you just go for like two or three hours doing a project or studying something or researching something. And that time when you do look around and go, oh, crap, it's 2.30 in the morning. I don't even realize that I've been doing it. Brent, I know you've got to do that from time to time with the Legion um, there. I am a night owl. So and I really like at this moment, my son is attached to me and you can't tell him no. So I have to wait for him to go to bed. And then I I'm cool and usually starts up about 10. But yeah, I'm painting something. And I think I'm only taking 10, 15 minutes and I look down and it's 1231 o'clock. Yeah. It That's when my Alfie, mind works the best for me. So, Alfie, you can't really do that because you're getting ready to go to work at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm still in pretty much a night owl, but it's very hard for me with having to get up that early a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's just something, I don't know what it is, guys, especially once you're married, you have kids, all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is kind of like my inner sanctum here, my little private space and time. And it's like time doesn't really exist when you're doing all these things anyway, whether it's you're reading, listening to a podcast, listening to an audio book, working on a project. That's that's some great time right there. So, yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I started with D-Doc. Alfie, went and saw a basketball game tonight with you, your, your daughter's basketball game. That was great. Thanks for inviting me. How are you doing? No problem. Well, we're doing great. Uh, you know, our usual mad rush here at <laughs> nine o'clock at night. Not a lot of stuff going on in the house. And it's kind of crazy, but that's the way we like it. Hey, for those of you who are audio listeners and not checking out the video, you if you're watching the video, you can see. Alfie's dropped like 20 pounds. We were talking about it tonight. All just diet changes, all just kind of rehashing, getting rid of some things, bringing in some things. All that. Really proud of you, man. I, I'm, I well, am. Thank you. Proud I appreciate again. that. Keep that going. It's good. You know, with, with having a five-year-old, you're going to need to drop that, that 20 pounds because yeah. you're going to be going for a while. Here. Um, we were, you know, we had to wait or we had to watch the eighth grade game. You guys left after the seventh grade. So oh. we ran outside for probably another hour and a half after you left. Mm. Yeah. She is full of energy right there. Absolutely. Hey, Dr. Squatch says this is the exact time I've got right now. Everyone's asleep and I'm enjoying the podcast. Thank you. Thank well, you, thank Dr. You. Squatch. We appreciate that. And see, even Jack's giving you a well, shout thank out. thank you, Jack. I appreciate that. Um, You've lost 20 pounds, Alfie? Yeah. It's, That's it's... freaking awesome, man. Well, thanks. I just started I'm... dieting because the Eagles lost. That's my new year. So <laughs> I started <laughs> probably around November, I think. Dude, that's hey, awesome. That really hypes me up. I'm 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 happy for you, man. Keep it going. That's Thanks. awesome. It's it's uh it, it hasn't been too bad. I you know, I'm not a big fan of sugar-free stuff, but you know, I that's been the big thing is giving up sugar and soft drinks, things like that. Mm -hmm. It'll 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 have its it'll have its rewards, I can tell you. It will. Brent, you and I are going to hang tomorrow night. So uh are we yeah. all prepped for trivia? How's everything going with you? Oh, I, I mean, I sent you a message. I think we're good for this week. It's trying to get ready for the next couple. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I was good and ready to go, and then I looked at all of them, put out, yeah, we got, what, two or three lined up that um, I need to yeah. write some questions for. Uh, I just now cracked the book open and starting to put some stuff together from your book. But, yeah, uh, trivia, trivia. let's see. Um, let's see if we can ask one quick one. Go ahead. Um, let, let's Bring see. If, let's see if I can. Uh, 
pull one from all right so this is one uh all, all listeners who are who are on with us right now feel free to answer this in the chat we'd love to get your answers as well right so let's go with this one. It was a painful expletive night there, dog. Oh, God, I didn't know the pain I was in. I didn't know how bad that mistake was. Is a direct quote from what host after mistakenly announcing the wrong winner of the 2015 Miss Universe contest? Steve Harvey? Yes, sir. Nice. Good work. Good work. All right, then another one would be with over 88 Grammy nominations. Sorry, with over... 88 Grammy nominations. This singer holds the record for most nominations. Uh, I'm going to say Taylor Swift. It is not Swifty. Is, <laughs> is, did you say it, if it was male or female in the question? Did not no? Say, no, I said with over 88 nominations, this singer holds the record. Michael Jackson. Nope. Elton John. Let's see if anybody's throwing anything up in the chat yet. Um, I saw Squatch came in with Steve. Yeah, Squatch is my man. You got yeah. it? Yeah. Squatch is hitting Squatch. both. Right, got both of them, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, those are just a couple of pop culture ones. I got some, we got some trivia, got some Christmas stuff. But, like, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. If I, I wouldn't say, like, Star Wars would be probably number one and trivia is probably a close second. Uh, well, Adele is a good choice, but I don't think she's been around long enough to get 88 nominations. <laughs> well, I've got one for you. And Brent, I sent this over to you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, just, you know, we're making this trivia night real quick. There was a president born in the year <laughs> 1790. Oh, I, oh, okay. I should probably born change Born in the year 1790. Okay. So that just take into account when he was born there. I'm not telling you which president it was. He has a grandson alive today. A grandson. Not a great, not a great, great. Yeah. A grandson alive Third today. Generation. Yes. So he was born in 1790. I'll tell you real quick. He lived from 1790 to 1862. His son was born in 1853. So let's let's think about that. He was um, 63 years old when his son was born. And his son bo was born from, or lived from 1853 to 1935, and had a son in 1928 who is still alive today. He also had 15 kids too. It wasn't like this, this president. This, wasn't, yes. this president wasn't like wasn't wasn't shy about having children. Nope. Um, we could call we could call him the uh, what's uh, what's the quarterback, the Matt Stafford of the. Uh, I was going to say Drew Brees, or not Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers, yeah. Oh, Philip Rivers, yeah. sorry. I, yeah. it, it, okay, it was Philip Rivers who yeah. has like the nine or ten kids. but Maybe, well, we could call this president the Nick Cannon of presidents. Yeah. There you go, that one too. Yeah. Is that um, when they installed all the insulated walls in the White House so you can't hear anything <laughs> that's going on? Um, you know? I think he predated the White House. <laughs> um, actually, no, he was president. No, he didn't? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah he was president. Went to, oh, no, because uh, he was mad at, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's past what? Well, we probably don't have any Americans no, he, listening to us right now. We have people from overseas listening to us. He, so. is the, he is the 10th president, if that helps you. Yep. He was it the 10th president and has a third generation person alive. Yep. His grandson. It is President John Tyler. Didn't have any answers on it. So he was president from 1841 to 1845. Died in 1862. He was 71 when he fathered the last of his 15 children and that son had a son that is still alive today. So 
Think about that. That's kind of crazy. I have a grandson. So that's, I'm 52. I have a grandson. It, you know, I mean, yeah, weird. Anyway, we've talked enough silliness and craziness. Let's get into the wars a little bit. Okay. Uh, anything good going on in the Star Wars world for you guys besides D-Doc revamping his basement and uh, Brent working on his Hoth Ion Cannon there? Anybody else do anything good or big related to Star Wars? D-Doc, I will tell you, I have your burnt Christmas in the Stars CD yes. right there that I will be getting your address and getting that out to you. I know it's late, but uh, for next Christmas, you and the kids will be rocking that thing. Absolutely. If you even have a CD player anymore. <laughs> so this is kind of tangential. There's a guy that plays a different game, and I had to teach him Legion this week um, since we had a really weird and cold week. Um, I taught him a little bit of how to play Legion, and he's big into – he's following – the prescribed uh, watch list of all of the of all of the everything live action at the moment. He hasn't quite gotten mm -hmm. into the uh, to the animated or cartoons. I will still call them cartoons. However, I did get a message from him a couple days after we played, and he's like, "All right, so tell me about this Bo-Katan and Sabine relationship because timelines are really wonky, and I'm not quite understanding it." So, because he's watched Mando season one, season two, who he watched Ahsoka, but I was like, have you watched Mando three? He's in the middle of Mando three, because that kind of explains a little bit of it, but it doesn't give like the dark, how Sabine gets the dark saber and why the dark saber, why Sabine or Bo goes to rule or goes to ruin because of the way that the, the dark saber was handed over. So it was just, it's fun trying to explain those things to some people. Um, it's cool to get people in, but it's always like, yeah, this one, uh, buckle up buttercup. This is going to take longer than like one text message. Uh, so that was yeah. cool. Once you Christian, get into the minutia. Yeah. It yeah takes he, also a started listen, he also started listening to us. So Christian, uh, if you're listening, shout out to you and, uh, we appreciate you jumping into the fandom. Um, any level will do on ramps or everywhere, uh, <laughs> but I recommend the rebels not the Clone Wars. It's way too much in the Clone Wars. He should get the contracted version of the Clone Wars that I've created and other people have. The, the necessity of Clone Wars, not the the totality. So it, It's a little what bit you, easier to What do you to mean? Consume. You need the droids with the little guy running the, whatever his name is. What's his little, what's the little guy's name? Gascon. Um, there you go. That guy. You what's his first name, episode. Alfie? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that little frog guy. Come on. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure, I'll look it up. I'm sure Squatch or somebody's listening is going to throw it at us. But uh, Is it like good. a frog with like skinny legs and like weird eyes? He's like the, he's, yeah, like, he's like, like small yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, he's like the inch high private eye. Like, I, I he's. He's he was probably guy. in um, uh, Jedi Survivor because there was a little frog in Jedi Survivor that you dealt with at one point. Who was uh, getting uh, kicked out of a bar? So it could have yeah. been him. And I think, if I remember correctly, there's one in the Last Jedi during the Canto Bite scenes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, um, I want to say it was like Bivar Gascon or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's in the weeds. We don't need to like bog ourselves down because that's yeah. how insignificant that character is. I, I think that list, Joe, you're right, is pretty good. That'll get you up to speed on the whole history of the canon yeah. history of Mandalore, Bo-Katan, Sabine. 
I agree. I agree. Um, I have not purchased much or anything like that of Star Wars recently. I will say I've started back into listening to the Bane. Uh, yes, Gascon is correct. There we go. Thank you, Dr. Squatch. Um, but I've started back to the Bane trilogy again by Drew Carpishan. Did he look anything um, like this? No. No, it's way smaller. Way He's only like smaller. six inches tall. Okay. It's like a so, that's, so that's a different problem. Um, but uh, I tell you what, the, the, the Bane trilogy is just so good. If you have not read it, if you've not listened to it, just fantastic uh, Star Wars right there. And I know as of today, those books are not canon, but man, they are good. And uh, that character is great. And you know me, I'm not a bad guy character. I like the good guys. But Bane, absolutely fantastic book. So go check those out. That's what I've been doing recently, um, besides just working all the time and spending time with grandkids. D-Doc, how about you? Yeah, I mean, really not this uh, previous week. We've had uh, some snow. And, I mean, you always do kind of reconnect with your stuff that you have when you're reorganizing shelves. So <clears throat> I, I had a hard time moving some of the Black Series figures that I had behind me over to the shelf by my TV. But I did I did snag uh, Palpatine from Ollie's recently. I think I got him about two weeks ago. I think I told you guys that right after Christmas. Got this guy for six bucks. So you can't beat that. I'm still, uh, I'm still on that Ollie's hunt. But, you know, Black Series is kind of... I'm seeing some stuff on the shelves. It's kind of pulling me in a little bit more. I'm always searching. I saw that Bo-Katan light up uh, figure. That looks pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen that in yep. the store yet. Yep. <clears throat> I think it's an interesting concept. Oh, yeah. There you go. There he is. Mieber Gascon. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, now that they've changed the packaging back... I'm kind of like uh, getting pulled in a little bit again. You know, that Bo-Katan is $27 and it comes with a light up mm -hmm. base. It's a special figure. I know it's $27. The hologram one? Yeah. But to okay. me, if you're coming out with special figures like that one at $27, then like maybe I could start to get down with that a little bit with the light up LED base. Um, <clears throat> I would like to see other characters done in that hologram. Uh, I think there's four of them right now. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Anakin or or like Clone Wars Anakin or Clone Wars Obi Wan because like how often they would communicate that way with each other, like that would be incredible. You're more uh, likely to get like a Cody. You're more likely to get a Cody or a Rex before you get those two guys. Yeah. Hey, I would buy those at twenty seven dollars if they had Cody or Rex in store. I would buy that. I got to admit it, but. No, my Black Series selection, what I've noticed, it's not what it used to be. They're, they're just on the shelves now. So, like, I, it's not just us. I think other collectors, where these things would be empty all the time, other collectors. Uh, <laughs> Mace Windu has chimed in here. Well, because Anakin Skywalker said, greetings, Jedi arts, and Mace Windu came and put him in his place. Anakin and Mace going to town in the chat. <laughs> got some battles going on this is like two weeks in a row we got battles in the chat between anakin and he was luke skywalker's father that was a good one too I yes love it. and hyperspace heroes uh 
Brown Brown Leader, I think, is here, and and thanks to him, we, I was just checking them out live before we hopped on. They were going live on YouTube and Twitter, so thanks thanks for hopping in here. Appreciate it. So okay, like Thursday night's the go-to night. Go ahead. Alfie. So as of, as of right now, there's a Han Solo, Amando, Ahsoka, and Bo-Katan. Hmm. All in the hologram looking thing. Yeah, and they're okay. in circulation. Yes. <laughs> That's such a circulation in the wild. <laughs> You're funny, d I'm sure they're somewhere. They're in some storage locker somewhere. Well, now I'm full of crap because I'm like, yeah, they're not there. You know, these guys probably freaking got there and we're like, oh, they probably bought up the Mando ones and everything. They're, they're freaking laughing their asses off at me. Those Target guys that I got to compete with, man. Mm. Yeah, I've only seen the Bo-Katan at Target. I have not seen me them too. anywhere else. It's probably like a Walgreens or like, I don't know, yeah. a, a Jiffy Lube exclusive. <laughs> Jiffy Lube. Get an oil change. Get a Han Solo hologram. Oh, gosh. I mean, I feel like that's what it comes down to. Anyways. Hey, Scruffy, you entered the chat. Nice to hear from you, Scruffy. We appreciate you. Um, hey, I want to give a shout out to, well, first of all, shout out to all the people who have been commenting on the YouTube uh, videos. That's been great. There's been some really great comments. Heck, some people have written like books with, yeah. with feedback on, on droid, those. So thank the you. The droid feedback was fantastic that you shared yeah. with us. It <clears> was absolutely. like a full on novel. It wasn't just the droid. It was a good oh, paragraph yeah. and a half of explanation for why that said droid, which is awesome. Nope. I, I agree. And also want to give a shout out to, um, Adam Parker, who who usually is with us here in the chat, uh, but uh, I know we threw this together late. He told us in a text or Twitter message, whatever, to check out For All Mankind, which I had not been watching. And I watched the first two or three episodes of that and uh, on Apple TV. Fantastic. Really, really, it's like a what if of the NASA Soviet like, program. What if, the Soviet, what, if, it's what if the Soviets got there first instead of the Americans, yeah. right? Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and you know, since I was on Apple TV, I got my wife and I watching slow horses, which I had not caught on to yet, but if you want a great show, slow horses, it's an MI five show in London and, uh, what serious black, uh, Gary Oldman. Mm. He is, he's one of the main characters. Absolutely. Probably the best thing I've seen him perform it. He's fantastic. He steals every scene he's in. Dude's a fantastic. Dude's a, dude's a fantastic actor. I don't know he if is. he's this is the best he's ever been in. There's some other stuff that's Yeah, his it, Churchill movie is very good. That, that, that's what that I'm getting one. at, right? Like didn't he win the award for that? Or you I nominated? Seen that, so I have to go check that out as well. But anyway, just just thought I'd throw that out there while we were giving shout outs and everything. Hey, uh it, we're playing catch up a little bit, uh, because it's been a few weeks since we've all been together. Did anybody watch the college football championship game? Because how great was John Williams doing the score before that game leading up to it? And they showed him for putting it all together with the orchestra and everything. Fantastic. It got me pumped to watch the game. Just listen to John Williams music right there. Did you check that out, Alfie? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Got me yeah, ready I to get not see, I did not see the John Williams. I tuned in for uh, for parts of the game, but... Did not see that. That's freaking awesome. I'm going to have to go back and find that video. Oh, yeah. It was really, really great. You know me. I'm always I'm always digging in the weeds, man, trying to find little Star Wars connectivity here. So, yeah, going um, back to, like, 1994 and the people going crazy 
over the music for the Olympics that he did. See, there we go. Fantastic. Um, I know we've probably all seen it, but we haven't really talked about it. How cute was it? Mark Hamill and Natalie Portman finally meeting and he came up to her and said he finally got to meet his mom. That was so cute. Plus Natalie Portman, anything she's in, that's that's worthwhile already right there. So I just watched a movie uh, for the first time with Natalie Portman in it. I watched Heat for the first time. Oh, wow. which is a, a very dark, young uh, Natalie Portman in it. Yes. And I kind of actually texted my brother after I finally watched it and said, kind of what was the purpose of what Natalie, what, what was going on <laughs> with her in that? Because for a while I expected her dad to be De Niro when he, when, you know, you got Pacino investigating this guy. And then like, I thought he was going to see her, her, cause you know, it was always about her dad and everything. And I don't know. It, it, it takes a dark turn with her character. I'll say. Yeah. I think it was more, you know, he kind of <clears throat> had to make a decision. Does he keep following De Niro or did he go look for her? You know, and if he once he got her to the hospital, he was right back on the trail of trying to find, you know, De Niro before he escaped. It's a good one. It's a good movie. Yeah, ultimate movie. Ultimate dudes movie. That's what I'll say. That is like that's a movie for the boys right there. Heat. Heat. See, we I are not only a, we are not only a Star Wars show. We are bringing the heat. Yeah. <laughs> That was really good. <laughs> um, See, I thought Joe was going to start singing. It was the heat of the moment. You know, uh, you know, we can get a little Come on, baby, <laughs> love it. Dion singing tonight. Oh, this hurts. This hurts my waist. <laughs> hey, sometimes love hurts, Brent. It hurts. Oh Lord! Oh Lord! Can we? Can we move? There was a segue back there before you started talking about yes. heat. And yes. There was yes, a segue yes. into something that was current Star Wars. So okay, we on. were we were talking about Natalie Portman, Mark Hamill, them beating oh. up. Yes, that's where we were going. But that's where. But I'm talking even before you started that transition. There was a segue to something that I can't remember. We were talking about something. There was a perfect segue. Wait, go ahead. Trains down the tracks now, man. It, it really station, is. That station got left way behind. Hey, um, I'll throw this out, and then I'm going to talk about a few future guests here real quick. Speaking of characters in Heat, they weren't sure where they were going with that Natalie Portman thing. Did you guys see today and see that on Fallon, Jodie Foster came out and said she had the opportunity to play Princess Leia. They That was kind of offered to her. But she was only 13 at the time, and Lucas did want a younger person to play the princess, and she was already under contract for a Disney movie and didn't want to hop out of the contract, so she did not take Princess Leia. How crazy would the timeline be, the love stories, the interactions, there wouldn't be any twins, I can tell you that, unless they hired a younger actor than Mark Hamill to uh, play Luke, which wasn't the plan at the time, so... How crazy would the timeline been if Jodie Foster would have jumped into that? Crazy, right? Absolutely. It's a different movie. It's a different series of movies. Mm-hmm. 100%. She, she probably would have killed it, though. I mean, let's face it. Has there been much that Jodie Foster has done that hasn't been great? Oh, here we go. Flashback. Had to show that picture because I didn't see it. I missed that, so... 
Really? That's awesome. Yeah, I did not see. I did not see it. Hey, and look at this. Now that I can share some of the uh, tools from this with DDoc, <clears throat> Hyperspace Heroes, Brown, Brown Leader, you are right. It kind of would have been like Phantom Menace if it would have been the flip. Instead of Anakin being the younger and Padme being the older, could have been um, Jodie Foster being the younger one of the group like that. Could have been interesting like that. I don't know. Just thought it was cool. Um, so yes, I'll I, Brent. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm doing shotgun scatter on this show. It's You're just fine. a little bit everywhere. You're fine. Um, I, know. I, I can't I can't remember what the segue was, but I was going to try to do it, but you went on <laughs> you went on your rail. So. See, it's like uh, yeah. it, it's it's what I bring to the table, and what also <laughs> throws us off is I'm like the dog in Up when he just randomly goes squirrel. squirrel. Because I'll hear one thing and then I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I watched Heat the other day. And then and then we start trailing it's, off. It's it's not your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. It's because I talked I'm about joking. slow horses and yeah, and, and for all mankind. Thank you again. No, that's people. exactly what it is. You brought it back to my segue. Okay, there we go. You brought it back to my segue. Go. You said for all mankind is a what if the Russians landed instead of the Americans on the isn't there news that they're going to run a what if for Star Wars in some sort of a cartoon fashion? Yes. Kind of. Wasn't there news that we haven't talked about yeah. a, a what if in the Star Wars world? Was it comic book related? Was it like, what are some of the details of that what if? That was the segue that I was looking well, at. Well, yeah, uh, there was a, I don't know, some news that came out the other day that there were developing a animated what if series like the Marvel series. So it's and being I developed. It's being developed, kind of like the Ray movie is being developed. Kind of, yeah. That's where I would put it for right now. Because, like I, I said when we were talking about it in the group chat, all the good what ifs have already been done. So, why do them again? And but and not everybody. So you're saying all the good. You're saying all the good what ifs have been done, and I'm not arguing that. But out of all the good what ifs that have been done. How many eyes have been upon those what ifs? And yeah, in what way and I get your being... point there too, but you're also why go back and start this over again and just have people say, Why why can't you make something new? Why did you have to rip off what's already been done before? You know, this has been available for 20 years for you to buy and not. We got another one. I mean, I, I get that not everybody reads comic books, but and that's what if I'm coming at. Like, right? Like, you're going to talk to me, right? You're going to talk to, I'm a visual guy. There's a lot of casual people that do have Disney Plus, right? And, yes. And, and that's I get besides that. the point. But you're going to hit, you're going to hit a whole new audience. And I do like, I, I, I like what the Marvel is doing with what ifs because it isn't just, it's smaller stories too, right? So the what ifs that I know of and I haven't read them and I know that you have, and that's kind of why I'm leaning on you. But the what ifs, the small what ifs would be cool to kind of, kind of take and make a riff of. Right. But again, there was also a Marvel comic book line called What If. But what, so how many were there? My, I just my point I, is that I have not seen any of the animated ones using those same ideas. Was it called Star Wars Infinities? Star the, Wars the what Infinities. If? Yes. yes. But it was Luke just based Leia. upon the three main, the, the three original trilogy stories, right? Like it was, right. It was a complete retelling of the three, three original stories. Since those have been made, you have six other movies. 
eight other movies that have been made, two animated series, four live action shows with three more that are on the way. There are more stories available to play the what if game on. I, I completely understand that and I agree with you 100%. But like we keep saying, new ideas are hard and you're going to try to hit the low hanging easy fruit. And the four are going to be the have already been three of them have already been done. And the fourth one is going to be what if Anakin didn't, what if turn. Anakin defeated Obi Wan or what if Anakin didn't turn? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would really like a really cool what if series, but I'm not very hopeful that you wouldn't just tread over what's already been done. I think, yes, there could be some really cool what ifs. I, I think. Would agree with there. I think Alfie hit the, the nail on the head, and here it is. The What If series is the easy way for Lucasfilm and Disney to make new products without wrecking anything in the real universe they've created. They could say, well, this is just, let's just, we had this idea, which most people have had for the past 30 or 40 years. What if this happened? And, and guess what? We get to make this new product, these new lines, maybe some new toys in the future about it. And guess what? It doesn't mess up anything we've done. And here it is. And I think it's let's easier just set the, let's just set the with a hard fire in episode one of what if is uh, what if Luke Skywalker didn't die on crate or, you know, what if he actually showed up on crate and didn't die? And then we can watch the Internet meltdown for, <laughs> you know, the end of times. Yeah. Yeah. It's I I think it's easy. Like Alvia said, it's hard to do new things. It's hard to make good new product. So why go out and really work at making new product when you can just take the old product and rehash it and just add some wrinkles into it? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's a new idea. It's a new take on that idea, right? They went and wrote a whole. They wrote three novels now, and they're with like 40, 40 vignettes in them called a certain point of view that all had different stories from the and different takes on the same stories. One of our favorite books, Joe, I think one of your favorite books is the lost stars, which mm -hmm. is, a, it's a young adult novel, but it's told through the timeline of the original trilogy in a completely different timeline and a completely different set of characters. Those are the stories that I think people are going to look for. I do agree that I, with Hyperspace Heroes, even though I'm talking about this and it'd be good, I do think that people will will argue about it because it doesn't match their headcanon. Yeah, because people are arguing about those uh, from a different point of view novels. Even Lucasfilm is waffling on, is this canon, is it not canon? And it just adds fuel to the fire. And this is where I come from, and this is where my fandom comes from. And I'm not, I wouldn't put myself in that super fan. I don't care about what's canon. I care about cool stories. <laughs> and I feel, but that, but I like, there are canon, there are canon lawyers. There are people that are hardcore stuck on that. But for me, I just want cool stories, bro. Right. I'm bro, at you, bro. But we're also doing a weekly Star Wars podcast. Bra. I know. No, I get you. Bra. And we're, ta and we're talking people. Brah. We're talking to the people in the chat. So we that, can and we can that are in the hardcore not that invested in it, but we are to a degree. And I'm with you 100. percent I I don't really give a crap anymore, you know. But, but I, just make something cool, I, right? Make something that's entertaining. Make something that's going to make me think. It doesn't have to be. I don't. The my greatest anger and pet peeve with all fandoms 
Harry Potter, or Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, is when they start, well, that says canon. Well, can canonically speaking, actually, like, like, it just sounds so nerdy when you start bringing up the canon talk and whether this is canon and this needs to be canon or that needs to be canon. It's a story. They're all stories. They all I just have wish I could change. I, I wish I could make some of the stuff that happened in my life canon and not canon. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I didn't lose that job. That's not canon No, anymore. no, that's not canon. <laughs> that's legends. I, that's, that's expanded. Legend. That's, that's expanded, a, Joe. <laughs> that's expanded universe, Dykeman. Right, right. Fantastic. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Fantastic is right. Look, more Star Wars has usually been better. It's been good to have more Star Wars. Let's let's see where it goes. I I, yeah. I don't know it where it's going to go. It's off half the people anyway, so just do it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so to go along with that, related to it, kind of, have you guys seen this thing called Star Wars Timeline Twist? It is a card game that will be coming oh. out soon, and you're going to take the cards and they're going to be characters and at certain, you know, they're going to look a certain way, whatever. DDoc, if you want to find it somewhere, Star Wars Timeline Twist, and you have to put them in chronological order. There's like like you discussed earlier, bullcrap. Brent. That's bullcrap. <laughs> Telling you, that, like how? How? They're so. <laughs> well, if they're smart, they'll start making some of them. They'll start making some of them chrome. You know, they'll make some of them. Well, you know, like special well, collectors. But it's a card game. So. Well, so here's the deal. So I don't know if that card game is going to fly, but there's another one that's coming out from a, a reputable card game and game-making company, Fantasy Flight Games, is making one called Star Wars Unlimited. So Star Wars Unlimited is essentially going to be, um, I will call it Magic the Gathering. So for people that uh, don't have an idea, yeah, so try, uh, D -Doc, try and find the, the Star Wars Unlimited stuff too. because So it's, I'll call it, I'll call it Magic the Gathering because it's a card game. They are collectible cards, so they're going to put like foils and hydro. I, I think they call them hyperspace and so many per pack. And you're going to buy packs and boosters to try to get your deck together. Hmm. But essentially what you're going to have is you're going to have one leader. Uh, you could have Palpatine or you could have Vader. You could have Luke. Um, that's going to be the leader of your army. You have a base that you're playing with, so they're going to try to attack your base. And once they destroy your base, you're done. But you have an area where you can battle on ground and you can have an area where you battle on land. So you could play like a ground-based thing like the Ion Cannon that takes shots to your space and kills off their space stuff. Um, there are certain things that you can do, but it's called Star Wars Unlimited. It's going to launch in March. They've been doing... Uh, like demos they did demos at the big wargaming conventions uh gen con they did some demos with it um my local store is going to be doing a uh demo day this coming saturday so yeah yeah they got they have put like people are crazy about this game already and it hasn't even been released they've created they've released like 40 of the cards okay. so you can go on like tabletop sim simulator um and you can play the game against each other because they've already released some of the cards um, but yeah, you make up a deck of lands and air battles and then upgrades and so you, so you can buff certain things and you can do different things. Um, and so each, each thing has an attack value, has a, a health meter. Um, 
you have to pay resources to play it. That's why I say it's like, like magic. If anybody plays magic, the gathering, um, Interesting. and those two, and those two cards right there that are on the screen, hold there for a second. D doc. Those two cards are like the promos that you get if you win X event at Gen Con. So they might've run 10 events at Gen Con, uh, PAX unlimited, which is another mini war gaming convention. There's one in uh, Chicago called Adepticon, but they've been demoing this all over the place. Um, you win those. People are already selling those for like forty and fifty dollars a piece for those Damn. cards, right? So it's Star Wars. It's collectible cards. Um, it's it. a pretty intricate attack system. So if anybody's into like card games, Star Wars Unlimited. I'm gonna drop that commercial for them. Well, you know who's huge in the cards, Jack Harvey. And even though these are game cards, if they're collectible, yeah, we need there's, a collectible there's a collectible yeah. aspect to it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll hop into another topic real quick uh, besides cards. Um, one, right now, it looks like our guest next week is going to be a lovely, talented actress, singer, voice actor, um, Nika Futterman. This person is the voice of one of my favorite characters, Asajj Ventress, in the Clone Wars and in games and in other um, places where she's, you know, played that role. Very excited about it. <clears throat> if you listen to the show and you have questions you want us to ask uh, Nika for that time frame, send them our way. We'd love to ask her those questions. <clears throat> Very excited. You know, uh, we've been really blessed to have some great, uh, great uh, guests on the show and, and to get somebody like this who, you know, is a really cool character and uh, brings a lot to the table. I'm really excited because she was the give it to me baby uh, voice in Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Uh, believe it or not, that is one of her uh, credits right there. So really kind of interested in all the different things. She's been uh, Olga G. Pataki, Helga G. Pataki from Hey Arnold. Uh, she's been in The Loud House, been in some DC and Marvel things. So really, really cool to see where this goes. So that's one. Um, John Jackson Miller, a great author who's been a guest on the show about the Kenobi book. He is uh, ready, and uh, we're going to get that lined up right before or right when his new book uh, comes out, The Living Force. Uh, that'll be at the beginning of April, into March, sometime like that. So we're really excited about that. A lot of our regular guests have already said they're back in. They're they're come. They'll be coming in and and doing a show with this. Uh, so so we're excited to add all those to the list as we go along. But I uh, was really pumped about those two. One because of the new book, and then two just because it's a size of interest. So I wanted to throw that out there before we got into some other topics. So we'll be adding those into, uh, we'll be putting those out there into the uh, interwebs once we get some more people locked up. But it looks like right now, like I said, Nika Futterman will be our guest next week. So I'm kind of really pumped about that. You guys, I know in our chat, we were talking about, it. you guys pretty, pretty jazzed about that character coming on. Oh yeah. I love that character. That was a great one. You don't know how big of a Hey Arnold fan I was when I was a kid. Football head. Like, I used to watch that show every day. Like, seriously, every day. So, she's done a lot of cool stuff. And, I mean, mm -hmm. she does uh, Cuckoo Loca. I mean, you should know that, Brent, from the... I, I know I know it's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but, you know, that that's within that universe. Cuckoo uh, Loca has a very funny voice. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is the only thing my son watches. <laughs> 
Yeah. Do That's I need it. to go into this, Joe? Do I need to go nope. into this, Joe? No. Oh, no. I know. I know. That's I remember it. The only thing. That. However, mm-hmm. once we found out that uh, he does have some hearing loss, uh, the volume has gone down. So I haven't. <laughs> I, I don't listen to it, but he watches it. He still watches it. Hey, if it makes him happy, man. Yes, um, I, I got to say one thing just real quick because Brent was right about uh what he was talking about earlier because i've been trying to find these holocom black series figures and he was right that they are spread out throughout the stores Mm. han solo uh that's the way they do things guys he's at entertainment it's so hard to collect everything for for the people that so the people that are completionists this is what they've done to try to make money at hasbro what they've done to one increase the likability of the item to make it rare. They have created exclusive offers. Now, I don't fault like, so like Walgreens, Walgreens will say, yes, give me an exclusive offer because there might be some random toy mm-hmm. hunter that comes into my store that will buy impulse items when they're there. That's why the stores are, that's why some stores buy into that. They're, that's why it's so hard to be a toy hunter completionist because of the, because of all of those exclusive offers to everybody. And then distribution and, and all the other stuff is just jacked up. Hey, it's just like the NFL going to the game on Peacock. I've been telling people for probably 20 years, the NFL will be its own streaming service with no availability anywhere else sooner than later. They will put, you'll have to pay X amount of hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars to be able to see every NFL game and it will be their puppy. I've heard that they're already talking to ESPN about buying ESPN, which would give them all the cameras, all the people they need to cover all these things, which means NFL Network was just the start. Streaming on Peacock was just the start. And now it's going to be, hey, guys, guess what? NBC, Fox, ABC, you're gone. So, Brent, I get you 100% on these toys. And they're toys. To I the don't TV think I can live without the NFL. But I don't know. I, I don't know if the TV. I don't know if the TV industry can go quite that cold turkey just yet. Only because I have YouTube Television, and they kept trying to sell the Directv package to people at a discounted price all throughout the season. Because I don't think they got <clears> as many people buying into it as they had in the past. They'll they'll do like baseball did. Baseball Forever got the game of the week on yeah. NBC or ABC. Yeah. One game, you get a national uh, cover game, and then boom, the rest of it's on. Think about it. How many major league baseball games are on throughout the week? Not on. True, but how many how many national games do we have on? How many games do we have in our area? So in our area, we are lucky to have a Colts game, and then the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. Those are the only games. Well, that not you're not getting that on national TV. You have to buy Amazon Amazon Prime. Prime. Like you're not getting that. You're not getting that nationally. I'm talking like for our area. If you are non cable producer. You have yeah. three games that you get. That's all you get. And if it's a Colts game that's on a Monday night, sometimes the local stations buy out the ESPN rights and play it on their local stations. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, that was... Be, that, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. That was, that was a local radio conversation <laughs> about, about football and how pretty much they were saying, like, they won't be surprised if the Super Bowl becomes a pay-per-view event. Yes. But the host who was talking about it also said he was like, there was a time when boxing was the biggest thing. And then they started to restrict it to pay-per-view and everything. And then it just started to 
go down. I mean, I couldn't live without football, but to me, that's when you are becoming way too greedy of a bastard if you're going to do that, dude. Because so these, these Ezra are, is in. Yeah. <laughs> to, to string this back into the discussion of like Star Wars, which is fine because this all is where what's looming ahead of Star Wars, what's looming ahead of Disney and Disney Plus. Right now, all of the different streaming services are cannibalizing each other and they're joining together to make the conglomerates to make them work. So streaming yeah. in and of itself is starting to to not be as the vision that everybody saw it to be. Eventually, we're just going to get cable again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be streaming and it's going to be the same thing as cable. You're going to essentially get- that's the, essentially that's what they're doing with each other. Like YouTube TV is cable. It's just yep. through this device and Hulu TV. But like, I think Paramount's bridging with Max is like, everything is coming together to try yeah. to beat like, so you have Netflix, you have Disney plus, and then I think you have HBO Max, which is making itself like the biggest competitor by yeah. eating up and everything you, else. You can get Amazon or now like, is advertising every streaming service for $5. Pay mm-hmm. for so Amazon can, and then $5 more, you can get Max and you can get this and you can get, and then it's just cable again. And then same thing, same you get thing. the same thing through, through YouTube TV. You get the same thing through everybody else. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. No, no, I was going to say, I went to go look to see if I made a switch from AT&T to um, Verizon the other day, just to see like on my family plan. And they were like, oh, by the way, if you switch everybody over to Verizon right now, for $5, you get Disney. For $5, you get Amazon Prime. For $5, you get... who? And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, now I've got to get the phones to be able to get this over it was just yeah I I, like, that's how on. i get my disney plus through verizon i got disney yeah. plus espn and hulu yep. through verizon yep. they all so, suck i i i enjoy my <laughs> i'll enjoy my couple years that i felt like i was winning and, and now i'm back to regular you know i right. remember when i got sling when it came out and i'm like <clears> we're cutting the cord i had sling tv and i was telling people i'm like my my internet and technically my cable bill is like eighty bucks a month. I'm like I'm winning right now. And, and it's back and, to where it was. Yeah, and then all of them went into the big you know room with the big round table and said like, all right, these guys are doing this. Time for us to step into that world. But some people have really screwed up entering that world as well, though, where they've you know kind of lost their ass doing it. So I mean, Disney Plus is like looking like they don't necessarily. I think they went in too hard, too fast. They, they knew that they were going to try – they knew they were operating at a loss for the first couple of years anyway, because I think you have to, but they expected it to continue, and then mm-hmm. it stagnated. At least the way that I understand all the news media that I'm reading, it's the, the growth stagnated, and when the growth stagnated, then they got to rethink their life again, right? they got to go home and rethink their life. Yeah. It's good. They well, spend so much on Hulu. Hulu is one of those apps where I look at it, and I'm just like, I really don't need that on top of everything else I have. I don't well, need Hulu. Disney owns Hulu. Why don't you just bridge it into Disney Plus? I, I don't have the combo package. <laughs> no, but I'm. But that's. But like, why you have Disney Plus and Hulu? Yeah, but with Hulu, by the time you you actually start using it, and then you're like, oh, I hate the commercials. I'm gonna <laughs> pay, pay for this, and then oh, I don't get this channel, so I'm gonna pay for that, and then I was like, well, this is just as expensive as Directv. Yeah, it is. So we've we've just talked about the ups and downs of cable versus streaming versus buying 
characters all over the place and and uh, watching NFL all over the place. Let's talk about <laughs> another thing that's all over the place real quick. Uh, see, segways. Segways. Hey, hey, we're getting there. We're getting there. That's right. Um, let's talk about the new Jedi Order movie and the Ray movie. Um, here's in the past two weeks things that <laughs> I've heard said about the movie. We don't have a script yet. It's been um, pushed along. It's it's going in a new direction. It's been delayed. It's been canceled. It's um, <laughs> it's got fantastic new storylines. It's going new plot twists. No, it's actually further along than where we thought it was. These are all things that I've seen people write mm-hmm. trying to promote this movie. So how does that make us feel about well, that it- movie? Did you see the one that came out today? There was another article that came out today. These are articles, Brent, not just you and me putting on the Twitter. No, 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 no. I'll say what I was going to say. Okay, so you have three competing articles right now, okay? I'll just make it real simple. All three citing anonymous sources at Lucasfilm. The -hmm. first one said that the movie is being delayed, that uh, Stephen Wright is nowhere near finishing a script, and Probably won't be for a while because he's working on his Peaky Blinders movie. That's his main focus. That uh, that thought that he was working on it right away, that never happened. The strike happened, and now he's completely devoted to Peaky Blinders. Will they go another direction to get it moving along sooner? Nobody really knows. The second one was uh, that, no, everything's fine. They are anticipating the delays, blah, blah, blah. The third one that came out today says, uh, actually, yeah, it's really far along. It's so great that the uh, Deadpool 3 director, I tried to remember his name, but I couldn't remember. He's got a Star Wars movie Mm -hmm. after Deadpool 3 that he loves it so much that Ray's going to be in his movie. Ray's getting $12.5 million, or Daisy Ridley's getting $12.5 million for this film. They're offering similar packages to Oscar Isaacs and John Boyega, and it's all, you know, uh, rainbows and bags of gold, puppy dogs, everyone's in love, everything's going great. Does it mean anything? I'm not putting stock in any of it. I think this movie is in serious trouble. And that's why they pushed Mando and Grogu to the forefront. <laughs> Brent? My statement is you said they're promoting. I I think they're promoting themselves and they're promoting clicks and they're promoting people and their, their articles. They are writing things to try to get because they know that this fan base is on a fever pitch and it will smell blood in the water and react like piranhas to the blood in the water. So mm-hmm. they are just chumming the water and allowing the fan base to go nuts. That is all I feel like. It, I I don't I I think I told you that last week that I don't think it's going to get made. Um, I it's just because and it has nothing to do with the controversial comments or anything like that. It's just one of those things that it it's hard to make movies. It's way too soon to talk about things. It's way too soon to invest any sort of effort or love into it. Wait for it to be filmed. 
then we can talk about it. Until I hear that there's a set, until there are leaked photos of people in costume, then I don't believe it. Uh, I felt that way about the Obi-Wan Kenobi until they showed leaked footage. I felt that way about Acolyte until I saw the Wookiee Jedi. Um, I still don't know if there's been any leaked footage of the skeleton crew. Alpha, you do more of the look, looking yes. on that. There has yes, been. There has okay. been. Yeah. So there. So at least the, those. And then uh, I think during the Emmys, Pedro, not Pedro Pascal, um, Andor, what's his name? Uh, Diego Luna. Diego Luna said that there's like three or four days left. I don't know. I read the headline. I didn't for him. The article. Yeah, for he him. has a few days left. There's about two weeks left for the rest of the crew. And it's pretty much it's pretty much done, and they're they're getting to mm -hmm. a point where they're getting ready to wrap as far as filming. But the fact that they're filming, right? The word filming, and he's got days left. Then I care, right? Now, if you tell me something about Andor, I'll get pissed, and I'll invest a little bit of time. At this point, it is all speculation. And I'll tell you right now, with all the stuff about the Grogu, yeah, they put it out on the Today Show. I don't trust it until I know that they're actually behind the camera. And until they're actually filming and they're actually doing the show. So that's the way that I feel about it. And I feel like all of this is just, they know people are going to consume it. So they're going to create it to create controversy to allow people to consume it. I think the Mando and Grogu is pretty solid. I know from what I've read, even before the strike, there were sets built uh, there was, you know, pretty heavy pre-production. Does that mean it's going to go into production anytime soon? I don't really know. I, I'm, and again, just like with the the Ray movie, there was very conflicting reports coming out of: is there a season four? Is there a movie in a season four? Uh, is season four being cannibalized into a movie? You know, I I don't really right. know. I agree with you one hundred percent about. I, I'm not going to buy anything until I see a trailer or I see some screenshots, you know, uh, some drone shots of people filming right. stuff. Right. But um, I've said from the beginning since the announcement that I thought a Mando movie would be first. I think it's a much safer bet. I say this. Great all the uniter. Time. We great are uniter. a Ray family. We love Ray. But I do not think Ray is a character to make a temple for this next movie that needs to be a overwhelming success to continue this franchise. I'm going to go. Ray, to I'm, let me just say as much as we love Ray in, in our house, in our family, I do not think Ray is near that level of carrying a film quite yet. I think it's all dependent upon the story personally. Um, in my mind, I think she could, if the story is correct, if you go in the story, but if you give I'm it time gonna, for somebody to write a story, I agree. But like I said, new ideas are hard. And I if you're just going to rip right. off the new Jedi Order and replace Luke with Rey, I think that's a really shitty move. And I don't think it's going to be as well received as you think it will be. As far so, I don't mean and, you personally. I mean no, as far as and Disney I will thing. and I will agree. I will agree with you that it won't be received well by the generations of fans that love the new Jedi Order books. It will be received by fans because this is their first introduction to something, anything like this, because there mm -hmm. are fans that are 14, 15, 16 years old that have never 
been exposed to that. So this is their first exposure into that. There are fans that were six years old when they went into Force Awakens that this is the Star Wars that they saw. They don't know that so they can see her doing and moving forward on that. Is it a smaller fan base? Yes, but is there still a fan base there? I think there's still a fan base there because of how many people consume all the other stuff. I would agree with you to an extent. And again, you know, we're this is always the the 50,000, you know, foot view of things. When the last Jedi trailer came out and you saw Rey swinging the lightsaber. Everyone, you know, all the talk was this is going to be amazing cuz it's going to be like the Empire strikes back. Luke is going to train her like Yoda trained her. So, yes, there is a small percentage of people that have no idea about the original trilogy or any of the additional uh, supplemental stories of Luke becoming the Jedi Master. But there's always going to be a larger majority that does. Even if you never read any of the now Legends books, there was a belief at the end of Return of the Jedi that Luke was the Jedi Master and that he would perform the uh, somebody, a friend of mine who said, and I think he's going just, he didn't read the books or use any of that, but he said that like Luke's character was changed and the fact that he stood for hope, he stood for peace, he stood, he stood for looking for the right. good in all people. And the last Jedi Luke wasn't looking for the best in all people. He had changed. Um, he had gone through it. So, and that's not even looking at it from superhero Luke and looking at what he did in the Jedi, the, that Jedi order and all of that stuff, which I know nothing about. So I'm sitting here telling you, all I know about it is what you guys have told me about. Right, and that's a fair point. But I think for most people who have seen Star Wars, if you were to see those stories made, you would instantly connect with, oh yeah, this is probably should have been Luke Skywalker. I like the segment of the show where D-Doc and I just sit back and become. Well, there's been times where I've wanted to make a point and I'm just like, I'm going to let these guys go. Yeah. <laughs> I, like it. I just like to see the back and forth. Yeah. And, and it, it, I see both sides of it. I agree with you completely, yeah. Brent. But there's I always... don't disagree. I don't disagree with your side either. Like, but I, because I can, but I also, I want to argue, and this is where I come from. I want to argue for that fan, the newer fan. The fan that right. doesn't know that background, that and doesn't have that head That's why I feel a Mando and Grogu story is a better place to start because with that, there are no previous stories. There's, It's a pretty much a clean slate. I, I but then again, you. you're going to... I would agree with you. We keep talking about Mando's we're going to heir to the Empire. Right, and, and I would agree <laughs> with you except for Mando Season 2, the last episode of Mando Season 2. I would have agreed with you if that was done in a different way. I will sit here and tell you because I'm saying that somebody's probably thinking that I'm poo-pooing the Mando season to the end of it. You had to have it that way. There was no other way to do it. That was amazing. And, but that was the divider. Basically that became the divide. Like Joe says that it was Mando's unifier. I feel like Mando was a unifier up until that episode. And then all it did was re-splinter the, the fan base. Yeah. I think it unified a lot more than it splintered. Did it splinter? Yes. Did it splinter a very loud minority? Yes. But I think right. it unified a larger majority. 
I mean, what what was the problem with the sequel trilogy? They changed writers constantly. They changed the director. They put a and he made a controversial movie that people didn't like, and it splintered Star Wars fans. So what are we going to do now? We're going to have writing problems, and we're going to have a director that people don't want to direct the movie. That's the winning formula for Disney right there is to essentially do the same thing over again because people didn't like The Last Jedi so much that they refused to go see the Han Solo movie. Like Star Wars, there are groups of Star Wars fans that will not show up if they don't like something that's going to happen, which they proved it with that Solo movie, which it didn't deserve that because it was two separate movies. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. How are you going to convince Oscar Isaac and these guys to like and and, and like to come back to this movie when you are having you the, these guys are good actors though and I will say this too like you know Daisy Ridley's got a lot more acting experience now. You know Daisy Ridley's done other movies and everything and I yeah. think she would come into this being ready for what is going to happen. But it's like hey, you know it is going to happen but <laughs> People are up in arms about the director and the writer, uh, you know, is writing another movie. And like, this is kind of secondhand to what he's writing. I And I think one of the big problems with, with this is for the sequel trilogy is over and it's done. Okay. But one of the, the issues that I see coming up, that is going to be a tough one to tackle is the sequel trilogy really did not leave much in expanding a story because where do you go from here? Do you make the new, new Republic? <laughs> the second order, you know, the original no, trilogy was, the was believable order. because even with the limited amount of backstory that was given in real original trilogy, the rebellion was built up of former people from the Republic. Yes, we're trying to do something, restore the Republic. It's it says it right in the opening crawl of the first movie, right? Who's left at the end of the sequel trilogy that has any experience or has a path forward to rebuilding anything? Princess Leia is gone. The entire New Republic is gone. She's she's trained. I'm just. Oh, how to be a leader. And it, my point is this is going to be a very hard thing to tackle when you're writing because how do you without you, just making the Ray story like so far removed from the the core world that you don't have to deal with any of these things without really bogging the movie down like the Phantom Menace did with trying to explain the state of the galaxy, how do you establish all of this? in the first movie. I think if anything, that's one of the complaints about the force or critiques of the force awakens is, you know, most people had no idea what Hosnian prime was or yeah, what it was, it was that the first order destroyed. I thought it was okay? the movie just moved forward so fast. You, you never had a chance to pick up on what really the state of the galaxy was and for better or worse, that's just the direction they chose. Now you're going to jump even further when you have almost nothing to build off of except a few key characters that for most of the sequel trilogy were really backseat to, hey, this is the movie where our original trilogy character dies. And 
I'll go back to something that you say all the time about when you first cracked open the Thrawn trilogy back in 91, 92, when it was first mm-hmm. released. You said you started reading about this character named Thrawn and you're like, oh my God, there can be somebody just as evil, just as sinister, just as calculating, but in a completely different way. And oh my God, here are the possibilities. Right. However, at the same time, he used some of the original trilogy characters so it helped ground you. What I'm getting at is there you don't, at this moment, we can't anticipate it because we're so locked into our headcanons. Somebody could envision it. There is a story to be told there that could be that could be made. I don't know. I, I again I'm not sitting here telling you that I know how to make it. I don't have the story, but there is a way to tell that story. There is a way to to bring that in. And you would have to ground it with the sequel trilogy characters. Um, and I to go back to something that we that, that I think it was FJ DeSanto says on other podcasts when he made his Transformers uh, movie, uh, his Transformer movies. He's like they liked it, then you made or they hated it, then you make the next one, and they liked the first one, but they hate the the second one was terrible. So all you do is you like so the sequel trilogy is terrible. Like the original trilogy is fine. You make the prequel trilogy, people hate it. Then you make the sequel trilogy and people hate on the original or now they like the prequel trilogy because they made the sequel trilogy. So if you just start like it'll become nostalgic eventually if you give it the time to write the stories, if you give it the three years. The problem is and we're part of the problem because we're sitting here talking on a podcast is that fans of Star Wars and there's probably 100,000 podcasts out there and probably 10,000 of them are Star Wars podcasts. All we want, we want information, we want information, we want information. We're part of the problem that keeps feeding and blowing things up. Because I could, I, I talked to a co-worker, another guy who's a big Star Wars fan, after the Emmys, and he said, hey, Andor's on its way. I was like, well, yeah, you also got Skeleton Crew and Acolyte. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He had absolutely no knowledge of those two shows. So, but he's a big Star Wars fan because he sat and talked to me every day after, after he watched Andor. We had half hour long discussions about Andor. Like I know he's a big Star Wars fan. He's also a reader of the books and stuff, but he had absolutely no, cause he's not as plugged in as we are, but he had absolutely no idea about the acolyte of skeleton crew. Yeah. I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm just saying also on the flip side, I, that's where I see problems because I, I don't think that people are, are allowed to be that creative. They're not given the time to be that creative. And that's where I feel like we have to, you have to give them that time. And I just, I also want to interject hyperspace heroes. If they start on Tatooine, so help me Lord. <laughs> Wait a minute. What if we start on a desert planet? That's not Tatooine. Oh, like but it looks enough <laughs> with an orphan, with an orphan, right? Cause that's exactly yeah. what hyperspace is like. We got to have an orphan on a desert planet. That's where we got to start. Then we can go to a, an ice world or a water world, either one. But we got we to start an ice world. Bit. Yeah. I, we go to a water so, world. The Gungans, demanded I, by the gods, it is. I will say this. Um, we, we talked about a lot of things, some things that unite, some things that divide us. This one, I think we've discussed briefly, but who's not ready to be united reading or listening to the Billy D. Williams book, which comes out right around Valentine's Day? What have we here? 
I think you I'm going to actually get a Colt 4 to 5, and I'm going to sit back, is, put the audio book on. If he's narrating it, I'm seriously going to grab a Colt 45 yeah. and sit and listen to it. I mean, it's down like that's the, I, every time. I, I feel like that's the only way that book could be audio. <laughs> it like, has to be. It has to be him. Has it to has be. to be him. Or you and can it, maybe do Mark Thompson with his Lando. It, it has to be Lando. Like it has to be. I mean, I don't know a Star Wars fan. A Star Wars fan, let's say 40 and above, who wouldn't say, I'm going to sit back and just maybe put a cape on and listen to Billy D talk about his years in Star Wars. I mean, we even got an inside Billy D story from, from Femi Taylor. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where she said he came up to her and said, talking about... I knew we had to have another dark person in here. Remember that? She she yes. actually told us that story. Yeah, she like, said I that knew, in our interview. Yes. I knew there was another person in here that was, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> as much as I would love to hear him talk about Star Wars, I'd like to hear him talk about Batman, too. Mm. Well, maybe it's all in there. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, everybody forgets that he was in that, you know, that first uh, Batman movie. Yes, he was Harvey Dent. He, yes. he would have turned into Two-Face. Yes. Um, come on, Billy D. Billy D is as cool as, as the other side of the pillow. That's all there is to it. So yeah. why did I know uh, you were going there when you said cool? <laughs> like I knew your tagline as soon as you said he's as cool. I knew you were uh, gonna go as the other side of the pillow. Well, I, you know what? If I could find a way to get Billy D as a guest on this show, I would do it in a heartbeat. That would be I would just say, Billy D, here's an hour, go talk. We'll listen. Um, that would be absolutely awesome. Um, we have some things to look forward to this year, guys. It, 2024. It is the 10-year anniversary of Star Wars Rebels. 10 years ago started. Mm-hmm. Crazy to think about. Uh, we were getting the, what was it, the Cowboy Jedi, right? With uh, with Kane and Jarrus, or was that what he was called before we saw him and knew him? Um, well, so, 10 Aladdin. years. You had Space Aladdin. With, Space uh, Aladdin. 10 years with Rebels, 25 years with The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. And this one got me 40 years for the Ewoks Caravan of Courage movie. Classic. So, classic. <laughs> D Doc, have you watched? That's what no. I thought. That's what I thought. Caravan of Courage, I no, have not seen. It's and, on and Disney Plus. That's the real divide D-Doc. of Star Wars fans right there for me is the people who got excited for the Caravan of Courage and the people that have no idea that it even exists and those that have seen it and think it's terrible. It's all Oh, yeah, it's terrible. But we were so excited for it. Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. You know, in England, it actually came out at the theaters. Yeah, it came out as a movie. Yeah, Mark Newbold told me over and over again, he's like, I cannot believe that you guys saw that on TV when we went rushing to the theaters. And you know what? It might have been better if it was on the theaters because I've had that conversation all the time. What did we say? Rebel Moon? We watched. I watched, took me four days to get through Rebel mm-hmm. Moon because it was on television. If that was in the theater, I might have had a different uh, response yeah. to that movie. The Dune movie that just came out, you know, I watched it at work and I was like, how are people thinking this is so great? Mm-hmm. I, I can't hardly even listen to this thing because it's just like a loud French horn all the time throughout this <laughs> entire movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't. I I didn't overly. I mean, it was okay. 
but I, I, it's not like I was like, man, I can't wait to see that again. That was, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, um, here's here's an interesting one for you guys. If you had to put together the top ten list of most disliked Star Wars characters, characters? do you think you would be able to name some of the top ten? I'm going to start at number ten. Do you 10. have a list? Wait, yeah. hold on. Do you have a Do you have I, a yes. list? I have okay. a list. It's the so top ten most watching, disliked. Okay, so you already have a list, but I've been watching some TikTok people where they have ask mm-hmm. some football players and they talk about like the top five rushers. So the three yeah. of us have to work out this answer. Yeah. Right. So top. And so, okay, I guess, can we get some clarification? Live action, animation, um, are we talking expanded these are all universe? From, these are, these are uh, all from movies. And they just don't like how the character was written? It, like, was an article, it was an article I read. It was on, like, Dark Side or fans, something, okay. whatever. Me, so we gotta come up. We gotta come up with it. We we can come yeah. up with our justifications why we you, hate them. You give me. I just wanted to narrow yeah. it. You give me. You start giving me names. I will. I will mark them off the list as you go, and I'll tell you what we hit. What we and I'll tell most you a number hated? once you tell me. Most disliked. Most disliked. Is that where the first one you're throwing out there? Sure. Rose yeah, Tico. She is number three on the top okay. ten list. Brent, you got to put your guy out there. You Ooh, are you talking about there. Jar Jar? I put love him out Jar there. Jar. You know Jar he's Jar. on the Fine. list. I, he's got to be. Well, see, the thing is, like, again, time. Time heals all wounds. I love Jar Jar, too. I'm a, I'm a Jar Jar fan. I'm a Jar Jar fan. But I'm going to throw it out, and I hope he's not on there. I hope this is our first X. Jar Jar was number one. <laughs> uh dj <laughs> code breaker he he did not make the top 10 wow really yeah he's a good one though he is like Hawks? you know and he really wouldn't be that bad if it wasn't played by benicio del toro i i don't think he'd been that bad if they would have come up with a different uh oh, there's hyperspace with hawks as well i if they would have come up with a different gimmick it, his stuttering gimmick was terrible Hux was number seven. Okay, so there, there's a lot of sequel trilogy here, people. I mean, I feel like I don't like the dude who was in the, and I don't know, and you might help me, but like the guy who said your sad devotion to that ancient religion hasn't given you the stolen, the clairvoyance enough to conjure up stolen dad tapes. I hate not that dude. It. I hate that dude. I don't. I dislike him as well, but he I is mean, not. On it there. all depends on how toxic this list is, because Ray yeah. could technically be on this. Yeah, list. or Anakin Skywalker. I would say Anakin Skywalker. No. Okay. Well, Alfie, you get a two for one combo. Rank number five, young Anakin Skywalker, yeah. played by Jake Lloyd. Oh, the Jake Lloyd one? Jake Back of the Clones, Anakin Skywalker. Number two, older Anakin Skywalker. Number two. So five and two. Damn, Hayden Christensen got number two as most. (laughs) Which, by the way, I've been reaching out to Jake Lloyd people and everything. Anything I can find, no response from Jake Lloyd. I would love that. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't particularly care for Attack of the Clones, Anakin, either. I will say the Sith Anakin is a completely different story. You've got five out of the ten taken care of right now. So, so we got Rose Tico. So go through the numbers as well. People might hate Pelly as well. Pelly, Pelly Moto, Pelly Moto. I think she's. Uh, I have seen some hate on, for her on Twitter before. So right now you have number one, number two, and number three taken care of. Jar Jar, older Anakin, 
Rose Tico. You have number five taken care of with young Anakin Skywalker and number seven with General Hux. Old Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Hermit Crab Luke? That's surprising. Is Kylo Ren on the list? No. Okay. It's not too toxic then. It's not like it's not like pulling main characters. Did you get our Hux? Because there's been a couple Hux. D Hux 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 is not on at all. Hux is number seven. Oh, because it's the hook towards the bottom. Okay, I didn't hear that. I will let you know. Is there anyone from the Mandoverse? Because what like Cyril? It's all it's all movies. Okay. It's It's all all movies. movies. Okay. Oh yeah, Joe said that. Why don't I remember that? All movies. Who's um, Perrin? No, because no, Piper's made Perrin, but I think he's Mandoverse. No, no, um, original trilogy people are on this list. Yeah, because people love the original. Is Watto on the list? Because of Watto is not. Uh, hyperspace Heroes. Don't work on you, ha, Hyperspace oh, Heroes fits it. Number Haldo, four. Haldo, Haldo. Yeah, people hate the Haldo. Number four. They hate Haldo. Again, another oh, yeah. waste of a great actress. Yep. Love Laura Dern. I think she's great. Yeah. She's a very good actress. I think she does great in the Jurassic movies. I thought she was fine in those movies. Yeah. Um, scene was cool when she did crash into the other ship, though. I will admit that. Come on. There's no <laughs> autopilot. You couldn't have used a droid. <laughs> um, this is all true, Alfie. This is all true. We have... <laughs> Two are no, any, any of the Nemoidians in there? Um, no, really? Yep, any what more Gungans? Is this, you have uh, one more, one more sequel trilogy character, Boss Nest? Come on, Boss Nest. We have one more prequel, one more sequel. We send no life to Naboo. One, one from Rogue and One, and so one stop, from they the solo movie. So big. One from Rogue One, from Rogue one. Rogue one? yeah. <laughs> this is the most disliked. It doesn't say they hate them. They just Pretty. didn't like. Mm-mm. I don't dislike a single crew member of Rogue One. So <clears throat> whoever it is is probably like... going to bother me. is the only one that you would like. I feel like. Oh, Saw Guerrero. He was annoying. No. What? Now, I, I, I will have Deception. to go look this up and I and I will I will tweet out the. the it's not Bodhi, is it? The pilot? No. Okay. I'm gonna help you here. Here we go. We're gonna we we get number ten. This is the only other prequel character that's on the list. Number ten, Mace Windu. What? Yep. Really? Number nine. Number nine is from the solo movie. One of my favorites, especially in Last Rio? Christmas. Kira. 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 Really? They thought she was she a backstabber, I'm so, sure. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, we got to trust the source or not trust the source. Who? It's probably just one of one of these guys sitting around like us or females sitting around like us and just has the nerve to write this article and just happens to have a platform to publish it and somebody reads it. There's probably no scientific data that goes into this. It's just Correct. something that yeah. this person has collected. No, I, I could actually see Kira because there were quite a few comments that i read that really people really dislike that han solo loves someone other right, than, than Leia. Leia. yeah and i think yeah and she kind of turned on and she turned on him and she didn't necessarily support him yes 
I do think um, that helps his storyline with Leia, though, because it showed that he could fall in love again, though. Like, that's where I kind of read into that was like Leia, like he finally found love again in Leia. Like, you know, you're you're going to you're going to have a girlfriend or whatever before at some point. Like, you know, look at Han Solo. The guy was a stud. You think he wasn't going to have any other girls going after him? Come on. He was a stud. He was. Here, Young Harrison it, Ford, give me a break. I like. I think women still like old Harrison Ford. I think I've got it right here. Hold on a second. Let's just go through the list, Joe. It doesn't you're okay. not you don't have to look up who the number, author is. Number number eight. I was just making. I was just making my point is why I don't like the list. But go ahead. Uh, that's okay. Hey, I just grabbed it. I just grabbed it. I thought it'd be fun to have the conversation. Number eight, Jen Urso. Yeah, I mean, what? Get the f out of here with that! <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on this one. <laughs> that's some clown stuff right there. And number six, Snoke. Uh, and so what? Out of the ten, what do we have? Six sequel trilogy characters. Let's see. We had Jar Jar one, to, no, older so Anakin sequel. two, the uh, Rose Tico three, Rose Holdo four, Holdo. Young Anakin five, Snoke six, Hux seven, Jenner so eight, Kira nine, Mace Window ten. So only four of this ten. Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. It was either like comic book review or um like the dork side, whatever, one of those two. But well, I just saw it and I thought it'd be yeah. fun. They're dorks. Okay. I like Mace Windu, but then again, like I could see why a lot of people dislike him because, like, if they treated he just... Anakin he, because he was the one that was kind of he was the one that was mean to Anakin. It wasn't was just one... that he was mean. It's just... I mean, and he was again, mean to this Anakin isn't fair because we said it was live action, but you know, you go to the Clone Wars episode. If he would just have been like listen to Ahsoka for thirty seconds, the whole thing could have been prevented. <clears> but then the story doesn't happen, so. Mace Windu had to be that way for a certain reason. Yep. So I give his it, character a pass. And Samuel L. Jackson killed it at that role, too, to be that guy who had to do that to him. So it's like you can hate him for what he what he did to Anakin, but it was necessary to the story. Mace Windu was mean to Anakin Skywalker in our chat earlier and during the yes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just the way Mace is. You know, it's gonna be really really cool to see Mace back in the um the Ray movie. That's going to be cool. No, um, I can't wait for that. <laughs> I mean, um, he did fall. What was Matt's fall? Any, anybody who falls from like over a thousand yep. feet? Yep. Survived. I mean, he only got his arm cut off. You could, Luke Skywalker and Anakin have shown us that you can survive from that. And, you know, for all we know, Mace could have done a little flip and grabbed onto a ledge and gotten that arm fixed up real quick because we got I mean, people Finnick. getting stabbed in the gut and then being yeah. good two days later now. Fiddick got blasted in the gut and was slain yes. for dead on the floor of, uh, of Tatooine before yeah. she got modded up in the stomach. And then well, they were like, why the F did we kill Ming-Na Wen off in the first season of our Exactly. <laughs> hey, I've got one more one more question for you guys, and we'll break it down for the evening because we've been going for a little while here. Um, Bad Batch Season 3 is going to be coming out this year, which I, I'm looking forward to. I actually enjoy Bad Batch. I think it's mm. got some good storylines, some good characters, all that. Plus, I just like, as Brent always says, that it hits in the sweet spot, right? It's after 3, before 4. Everybody wants to know what's going on in that jumbled mess there. 
Um, so Bad Batch is coming out. Do we think Bad Batch is going to end like Rogue One? Of course. If it, I mean, let me just put it this way: if it doesn't end like Rogue One, I'm going to be so pissed off <laughs> because I really was excited for this series because Bad Batch themselves was an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. And then through two seasons, we've gotten maybe like four episodes out of how many where they were actually like the Bad Batch. And then it was awesome. And the rest has just been utter crap. I think this is, I, I hate to say it, but I think this was one of Filoni's misses on this series. I, I don't understand the direction. I think it was just so much fluff and... You know, them doing the jobs for Sid or whoever, it, it was just very wasted potential. I've never rewatched any of it, and I've had no desire to. And honestly, I can't tell you much of what has happened because I, I just did not find this series interesting at all. Okay. But you do think it should end like Rogue One. They should all... I, I think it should finally glory. be like the Bad Batch series. Okay. I'm excited right. for it. I I, th- I think it'll be good. I, I kind of do like the Bad Batch, but part of that is because it's newer animation that I didn't get into the animation until around the time when I started coming on with you guys and uh, as the podcast was going when the Bad Batch came out. And I do like Tech and I like Wrecker and I was sad when Tech mm-hmm. died last season, which if he's still alive, that's when they're going to start to lose me because if he died, just let him die. Like, that's it. Like, because mm-hmm. it was good. It was a good send-off. And, and I will start to have issues if he's still alive. But I'm excited for it. And I mean, I don't know where any of it's going. I agree. I do agree with Alfie. I'm entertained by the Bad Batch. But if you were to ask me like what it's leading to, uh, I don't know. Well, we've got Mount Santos coming up. We've got Omega and her sister who are both clones of of Django. We've got. That's all all great uh, stuff. There's great stuff in the series. But you really only need to watch the first episode, the middle episode, and the last episode of each season. Nice. Okay. Brent, how what you say, boy? Um, the only thing I have to say is you're to take it back to the initial idea of Rogue One, and I'm assuming you're saying they're going to blow up all the clones on Boca of a clone. I don't. I thought all the Jedi were killed in Order sixty six, but here we find out over the course of thirty some years that no. Oh my gosh, we got the book. Your Boca Raclone. He had it still up. I've got I that. I love same, when the reference. Bro. I love when the reference comes up, and you just pull up the Boca Raclone. Anyway, that's one eight hundred order sixty six. One eight hundred order sixty six. So I thought all of them had died in order sixty six. So I was ready to well, to ride and you off didn't all the necessarily watch episode four. Which episode four? Well, because Obi Wan Kenobi's still alive. Okay. So they show the ones that survived, which would be Yoda and Obi-Wan. Right. Okay. Minus those two biggies. Well, that's just different than what you just said. You said. Okay, so you're being technical here, sir. (laughs) I thought all the insignificant Jedi that have been popping their heads up had died. 
what I mean by that, Caden Jarrett, Caleb Dune. I never had any idea who he was, but I assumed that he was dead. Shock T. I mean, dead, right? I'm thinking uh, who's the guy that She's dead. in Obi-Wan. I know she was dead, but the one Quinlan in Obi-Wan. Not, well, we, do we know if Quinlan Voss is dead or not? He could show back up. His but name I was on the wall in Kenobi. But that doesn't mean that he was dead. That means he was no, being No, no, no. Very... I'm, I'm oh, strengthening yeah, yeah. your argument here. You're, you're saying the guy who was with the Inquisitors at the beginning. That's mm. what I'm talking about. When the Inquisitors yeah. was hunting him down, smelling him out, shot the blaster, and he held it back at somebody. And then he runs and hides, and Obi-Wan tells him to give it up because there's there's nothing left. That dude. Like, that insignificant like Jedi. Those insignificant Jedi, I thought, were all gone. And here we find out, no, they're not all gone. So my thing is, like... Just because we haven't seen them as retired clones doesn't mean that they're not still existing in the universe. So I don't necessarily think Boca Raclone is going to get blown up. Okay. Well, we know just from the stories in the Clone Wars and Rebels that there are clones that defected from the Grand Republic and are out in, you know, the galaxy. I think I, I have just as much issue with you as the surviving Jedi that always pops up. But hmm. then again we're talking like less than 1% of the Jedi order that survived. I don't, I don't really think that is hard to believe, but then again, it's also hard to believe that they always pop up in the main story that's going on. And I mean, what do you got? You got Wolf and Rex and, uh, and rebels that like are old and fat and crazy, um, walking around hunting for worms and using Lasas as, Fishing, right? Lures. I think what we have to remember is that they were dead by the time of Episode Four, and yes, I think. But Rex the, wasn't right. So no, no, I'm talking about the Jedi. Oh, the Jedi. Yeah, and I know now Ahsoka makes it through, but right. So Ahsoka's in a different world or a different right. time, different different location, just not involved in the storyline. Yeah, and Rex because she gave for up the rebellion on the and. All the way and, to indoor, and with each one of these, and with each one of these new Jedi's that pop their head up, and they can the timeline gets screwy, and we don't know. It weakens my favorite character's line. No, that means like okay, there's probably more than one other. Like he doesn't. He we always thought he was Cerebro and thought he could have communications with everybody, but he's not fully Cerebro. Right, but I also think I know we're dig digging into this too deep, and we're trying to end this, but I think that more is. There's another that's significant that could be the one to take down the Emperor Invader. Yes, there's lots of even Kane and Jarrus, as much as we like that character, he was just a Padawan. He was never a knight, right. let alone a master. He never right, but then would have gone that far into what they wanted, what they were trying to get through Luke or possibly Leia. But I think Ezra was getting to be that was getting to become one of the more powerful. I think Ezra had the potential and yes, he was the one that was training him, but like he had the potential to overcome and be a powerful Jedi to help he, unite. He, and do all he that had stuff. the potential, but as you know, we have to remember that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda are very short sighted and they only saw that Luke or Leia could be the one. And that's why they were defeated by Darth Sidious and the Jedi order was all but destroyed and order 66 happened the Empire rose because they're very short-sighted. They were clouded. Their judgment was clouded by the dark side. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they were too arrogant to admit that and try Absolutely. to find 
a way around it. And so was Mace Windu, and that's why he's one of the most disliked characters in Star Wars. Right, but you need Mace Windu, and you need to dislike him. You you, you do sometimes and, you need. And, and I think some of that list, you do need those. You need to have dislikable characters. You need to have the villains. Um, the Patriot, the guy who oh. was in the Patriot, you need yeah. to have Joffrey from Game of Thrones. I, I, th I think it's very fair to say that you dislike Hux because I think most people in The Force Awakens really liked Hux. I seem like a good bad guy, and then you yeah. turn him into a joke. They, yep. Yeah, I, I dislike what they did to him. I don't dislike Agreed. Hux. I like Hux in Force Awakens, and I thought he had the potential to be something I, more or deeper or darker yes. I, w I would say i think you're right some of that list are people you have to dislike you have to dislike them for the the story to move forward absolutely yes and, and having you can, anakin talk in a really weird shakespearean way that just seems really cringy it, it i get why people dislike that but it was important to dislike mace windu for the story to progress. Yep. Agreed. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking through my old banners after I shared Boca wow. Raton, and this is my favorite one. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's how we're ending the show. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah, that's there right. Um, we're supposed to do that right at the beginning of this. Did we, we do that at the beginning yes, of this? We are, yeah. Because we if, you lived, if you lived through the hour... 40 minutes of this podcast you're still here please like yeah. and subscribe to help grow the channel and lets us know that <laughs> people are listening just do all that like and subscribe stuff share the word share it do all that stuff hit the bell to get notified when we become live that's or when right. we drop a new one that's right that's right and also go by what kind of khakis again mountain khaki mountain mountain, oh, mountain khaki. khaki. <laughs> and hey dude bidets or something like that yeah <laughs> I've got a new deal coming up, uh, actually. I've got a new okay. one coming up for safety um, classes, so the, we'll promote we'll that. Them. Can you get us some of those? I want to do the show in safety classes. They're, they're sunglasses, too, so it's a, really? it, they, they double up. It's called uh, Bomb Squad, yeah. Bomb, Bomber Squad or something like that. It makes that. me so angry because I cannot wear sunglasses at work. They change to that really bright LED lighting everywhere, mm. and I suffer from migraines as it is, and to wear sunglasses, well, these are safety. to. Safety glasses uh, that double as sunglasses. Yeah, I, well, I'd have to fill out disability paperwork, and I, I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, all right, okay. Um, hey, real just, quick, just a quick side note to let everyone know: uh, Giuseppe Franco Molinero was born January nineteenth, eighteen eighty one. My great grandfather, who came across from Italy, so I'll be celebrating his birthday this weekend. Uh, his hundred and forty third birthday would have been yeah. this weekend so just missed out on meeting him but if i was if just i was john tyler I mean, right. if i was john I like tyler that's what i like to call bringing it back circling on back to the beginning of the show uh brit and i will see each other tomorrow night in trivia d doc you got anything to close the show alfie brent anybody <laughs> I can't say anything else, or we're going to go on another tangent. Yeah, uh, okay. just just in the thing, right. please. Just that it's enjoyable to be land the plane, the Galaxy Podcast for another. <laughs> we will, plane. as Alfie says, we will land the plane <laughs> next week. Hopefully, cross your fingers, it all works right. We'll get a link over to Nika Futterman. We'll have um, her on the show. It'll be fun. Then yeah, it's bless questions. her heart. 
Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> I know. I'll have to add another layout to my freaking 15 that I already have on here. No, my, I already probably have to? one. Uh, no, she doesn't. All right. Until next. Oh, by the way, Mark Thompson's going to be with us in February. I got that right here. Um, so, yeah, Mark Thompson's great. Um, until next week, and I'll have more future guests coming up then. May the force be with you.